You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Time now for Technically Speaking with France de Klerk, who's speaking to us from... Well, actually, you can tell us where you're from, uh, France de Klerk. You're in the Groot Karoo, of course. Lindsay, I'm in the middle of the Groot Karoo in a little tiny town with the name of Fosburg. And there's only 92 people staying there, and it's wonderful and quiet. And um, that's why if you are a trader, um, that's one of the big lessons that I've learned in my life, that if you want to trade successfully, you don't need any distractions. You need to have a quiet place and and that you can concentrate fully. And, well, that I like it, but I know some guys can trade maybe in, in difficult and busy periods or, uh, let's say, environments. I cannot do that. I love to be at a quiet place. And that's why I chose the, the Groot Karoo because it's lovely. Yes, it is lovely. It's uh, one of my favorite places in the world. Now, uh, France de Klerk, given the fact that it's very quiet at this time of year and given the fact that you've been spiritually enriched, I think, by the Easter period, tell us about the markets. Let's start with the all-share index of the JSE Securities Exchange, please. Yes, um, Lindsay, you know what? Um, I hope we've got time to just discuss the, the S&P 500 well because, yes, we I mean, we, we had, it had such a wonderful rally. But if we look at the overall index, and, and I'm, I'm watching the overall index now for a while, um, we had during the period of, let's say, August um, 2017 to December 2017, we had 22 weeks almost one way up. And strangely enough, last week as well, also from the beginning, let's say middle of December, till about where we are now, we had almost 22 weeks up in a straight line. And uh, the overall index is lagging a little bit behind, like you will call the S&P 500, because the S&P 500 just touched a new all-time high um, during the week. But the S&P, well, the, the overall index is struggling a little bit. And I'm watching a certain specific level. Um, and I'm looking at a weekly chart. And the reason why I want to look at the weekly chart for all the listeners to this program, yes. um, this level of 60,299 is a crucial level because that was the high of the week of 27th of August 2018. And if the market cannot go above that, we can easily see that the market can pull back. And the reason why I'm a little bit nervous, remember, our market was almost, you can say, spurred on by NASPERS that rallied beautifully since, I think, middle uh, December till now, almost 30% up. Our market also went up about 14%. But if we cannot get above that level of 60,299, I've got an idea that this rally is starting to lose some momentum. And the nervous, well, and that's why I'm saying I'm a little bit nervous because if that, if we start to lose momentum, we can easily see what we call a double top formation. Now, we know that the double top formation is always one of the most dangerous formations that you, you can see to trigger a, a sell off. Now, I usually look out for a head and shoulder formation because I've seen during the years that's the big one. But if you get a double top, and if we see this double top, and I want to give a, a level here, and the reason why I want to give this level through is below 5922. The overall index can suddenly start to show early signals of this double top telling us that there's maybe something on the boil. Now, some of the viewers will say, but why are we so nervous about a pullback in the markets after such a wonderful rally? 
First of all, if we look at at the markets over the last 12 years, it was spurred on by quantitative easing, some, let's call it some good results out of America. But suddenly all of that is now discounted. And if the the overall index cannot breach that level of 60,000 that I just mentioned now, and it cannot go back to the old high, and that high was, and that was in 22nd of January 2018, that was at 61,777. That is about a thousand points higher than what we are now. I think we can see this ugly double top starting to play a role. And why I'm a little bit nervous, remember, we know in South Africa that the, the, the bigger basket of the top 40 and even the overall index sits in NASPERS. I'm a little bit nervous on NASPERS and the reason being the NASDAQ, and that is the big driver of technology shares around the world, is also so overboard. And I want to say on daily and weekly terms, but for a while already. Now, if the NASDAQ starts to pull back and NASPERS comes under pressure, then suddenly the overall index and the top 40 can easily lose a lot of momentum. And that's why the overall index looks beautiful on a chart. I mean, um, I can remember maybe let's say three or four times in my career um, that you've seen this wonderful straight up rally. But the problem is it was what we call a V reversal. Now, uh, usually a V reversal uh, develops into another Lampel formation. Now, a Lampel formation is just one of those classic formations where the market just rallies completely ahead of itself. And when it turns around, we trigger then a waterfall formation. So usually you get a beautiful V reversal, turn into a Lampel, and then a waterfall. So I'm a little bit nervous on the market overall. And the reason why I'm saying that, because my overbought indicators, and yes. I'm talking about the RSI. The stochastic are so stretched. And remember, they're not stretched above the 80 zone. And that's where usually when a lot of technical analysts will say, whoa, it's it's in overbought territory, these markets are well above 90. In actual fact, my 90, oh, sorry, my weekly indicator is on a 98 at the moment. So that is 98 out of a possible 100. And it's not a, a good position to be in because usually it triggers a, a sell-off. And we're there now for about three weeks, so we're just waiting patiently on an ugly correction. When you say ugly, what do you mean? Because we've been waiting for ugly, ugly. corrections for 10 and a bit years now, France declared. I mean, ugly you know is, not... is 10%, 15%, 20%. What are you talking yeah, about? When yeah, you say I... ugly, what do you mean? You know what's, what's the important thing, Lindsay, and, and, and that's why I'll rather be a little bit nervous on the market at the moment. Reason being, and, and I, I want to stress it again, if we're going to see a bear market, and it's going to come, it, it will never just stay away forever. When we're going to see this bear market, this is going to be the ugliest one that we've seen. And the reason being, if you talk to any analyst, and I've got so many friends as fundamental analysts, and they've got the, the idea that if the market pull back 5%, then it's a bargain, then you must buy it. If it pulls back 10%, then you must go full. And if it goes 20%, I mean, that's a buy of a lifetime. And that makes me nervous. The moment you start to get that attitude of a market cannot drop, and the, the scary thing, and I would like just to mention, if you look at price-to-earnings ratios of the S&P 500 and you take out all the companies that does not make profit, the PE of those top companies that carries the market is well above 70. 
So that's in actual fact the most expensive market PE-wise that you've seen in history. Now you talk about a pullback. First of all, I would like to see a pullback just back to the 40-week moving average. Now that is sitting at 54,925, and we now close to 59,000. Yes. So that is at least a five to six percent pullback in this market. And you know what's the nasty thing? And and we always talk about why do we worry about the correction? Why do we worry about the pullback? You know what? This whole market was driven by NASPAS and full of shares. Maybe three or four shares carried this index. So if you were not in those three or four shares, in actual fact, you've lost money. And that's why if we see a pullback of five, six percent, I'll be very nervous because then you know that those big top tier companies that carried us all the way to the top, they are going to show some weakness and then it can turn out to be ugly. Tell me about the S&P 500, which at the moment, as we pre-record this interview, the futures are at 29.31. And I know you like specifics, 29.31.12, France de Clerc. <laughs> this has been an incredible yeah. breakout. I mean, this has been Listen. a, a melt-up. Listen, Lindsay, and that it was now classic. And remember why? Let's maybe just get where this rally came from. This rally was triggered by, first of all, Mr. Trump warned uh, the Federal Reserve that they that they mustn't uh, increase on the rates. They must just hold it tight. In actual fact, he thought of that. Maybe they must drop it. Mm-hmm. And that change of viewpoint triggered a rally from 2,350 to where we are now, 2,931, which you you call it. So in actual fact, what it tells you, that this market has just gave back the lost ground. That's all. It didn't do anything special. And so it is driven by what? It's driven by, um, you can almost say, influence via a reserve bank. Now, is that what you call a healthy market? I doubt that. You can only call that a healthy market if the price-to-earnings ratio and the dividend yields uh, almost makes investors excited. And for me, technically, the market must get above 2,942.2 to give us a a proper squeeze to maybe 3,000. But I just want to show now that my indicator again, that's above 90, and it's also trading now at a 98, my stochastic indicator, has been now for three, four, almost eight weeks above the 90 zone. Now, when when did we see that before? We saw that in November 2017. It did exactly the same. It stayed there for about six, seven weeks. What did the market do? It lost ground from 2,874 all the way to 2,535, let's call it 200 points. Well, then last year, again, in September, October, it was also straight up for about four or five weeks above that 90 zone, and it it triggered a a, a correction from 2,922 all the way down to 2,350. So, And then you don't see that often, but there's a tiny little gap on the weekly chart, and that's important. And while this weekly chart is... Above this, let's call it this gap, you can say that the momentum is to the top. But as we know, there's a rule on in technical analysis that any gap will close either today or tomorrow or sometimes in future. And why? Because it's an emotional gap. Now, this gap was opened between, and I want to give it through, was opened between 2848.6 and it will close at 283603. Now, the moment the market closed that gap, 
you can almost bet your dollar that the momentum is going to turn to the downside. And what is the scary thing? Then we will also sit with a triple top, not a double top like with us with the, the overall index. Then we will sit with a triple top slowly but surely in the making. And what is now the scary part? And now I will almost sound like a doom and gloom chap. But this triple top will only be confirmed. Listen to this. Yes. At 2,347. And we now at 2,933. And if that triple top comes into play and takes the market down, it will take the index down to 2,040. So what, what I'm just saying to any investor now that loves technicals, yes. it is not the time to chase momentum now. Okay. Now it's time Running out to of steam. Is what you're saying is it's running out of steam now. And we're in the, the last throws, ready. as they say, the last throws of the bull market. I mean, we've been saying this for actually for probably three or four years, France de Klerk, but we are in the last throws now of a bull market. And the reason that the market is going up is because of companies like Disney and Netflix and Pinterest coming to the market. I can't really be excited about a market that is based on the fact that there's a social media website that allows you to post pictures of your wedding. I can't get excited about it. Lindsay, maybe we must just put something in perspective. Is those sites that you're talking about, a Pinterest, a, well, a Disney, is that anything to do with an industry like a manufacturing industry or whatever, it is nothing to do with productivity. It's it's all to do with sitting on your backside, watch a screen and enjoy life. <laughs> and I want to see, and I cannot wait for the day, yes. that when this bear market kicks off, that my wife will say to me, listen, Franz, just relax. Go and add a new app onto your phone, play a new game and enjoy life. She's going to say to me, listen, the clerk, go out and find a work and uh, find a job so that you can get some food on the table. And that's the scary thing. This old bull market. That's what I'm saying. Or let's call it a big thing on this, uh, a big part of this bull market is driven by fun and games. Exactly. And not 100% economy. And that's the scary part. Disney launches a streaming service which is $7 a month versus Netflix is 11 or 12 or whatever it is and the market goes berserk. It's not right, France de Klerk. But you shouldn't be talking about fundamentals. You're a technical analyst. Just give me the, just give me the technicals now. Is the market going to crash? No, I don't think the market is going to crash because there's a lot of compla complacency on the go. And I'll tell you when the market is going to crash. The market is going to crash when everybody realized that to buy the dips is not paying off. And that will only, unfortunately, be when the market is 10 or 15% down from these levels. And what will happen, everybody will get back into that. And in actual fact, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm watching each and every 30-minute candle. You will not believe it. I do it for, for the last couple of years because I, I will see it on a 30-minute candle that suddenly to buy the dips is not going to pay off. And that's when you're going to see panic selling. And you know what's a scary thing? A bear market or even a correction never but never 
gets triggered by a slow sell of bits and pieces. It always comes with something that you do not even expect where the news are coming from. And that's why I say I don't think we're there yet because of the complacency. But I'm going to give you the level on the on the overall index where I think it's going to get triggered. But let's first give everybody on the S&P because I'm busy on that chart. I think that ugly selling will only take place, and that's what you, you will not believe it. That's going to be at 2000 345. Can you believe it? That's that's where you're going to see the ugly selling taking place. And by then, everybody will realize that something is horribly wrong. And in the overall index, and let's just have a look there because that's also such an interesting thing, that will only take place. And now everybody will say, but Franz, this is about 20% from where it's now. Exactly that. And that will only trigger the big sell-off below 48,970. And I mean, that is what, 12,000 points from here? But then, by then, everybody will realize that buying the dips is not paying off. And then you will have big problems. And where is the problems going to come out? It's going to come off the technology sector. Because everybody believes that fun and games is the new economy. And unfortunately, I have seen in my life that hard work only put bread on the table nothing else not fun and games such a good such a good statement and uh, Franz de Klerk just the final thing and you've got um, 47 seconds to do this the round is 1447 just very very briefly and I mean 47 seconds where's the round going now Lindsay what I'm worried about is and I hope I'm completely wrong I'm seeing an inverse head and shoulder slowly but surely developing in the rand we're busy on the right shoulder at the moment and that neckline sits at 15 rand and 67 cents I think we first need to breach 15 rand before I get nervous about this but above 1566 the rand is going to see an ugly inverse head and shoulder and that neckline sits at 1566 and if that turns into a support, unfortunately, the rand can blow out to 18 rand and 36 cents. So let's hope I'm completely wrong and the rand can strengthen below 14 rand and maybe 1382. But this inverse head and shoulder, I mean, for everybody that watches the charts, they can see it clearly on a weekly candlestick chart. And this left shoulder started to, to develop in February 2016 to about June. The big head ended in January, uh, or sorry, September 2018, and we're working on the right shoulder now. Franz de Klerk, thanks so much for your time. And we have a few seconds for you to tell us exactly how we can get hold of you, please. Lindsay, everybody can just visit my website, www.francdeclerc.com. Thank you, sir. That's Franz de Klerk from the Groot Career. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.